0: This is November 29th and this is The Bruins Beat on CLNS Media. Welcome back into the Bruins' beat on CLNS Media. My name is Evan Marinovsky. Hope you guys are having a great day, a great week. And on this episode, Connor and I dove in to all the injuries that the Bruins have been getting hit with lately. But, you know, fortunately for them, they're on the upswing. It's not looking as bad as it did uh, this past weekend. We also get into the value of Derek Forbert, uh, Linus Olmark's great season, and whether or not maybe he should be played a little bit less. Uh, And we also get into the big question are the bruins the stanley cup favorite as of today in the nhl which is a uh, pretty big question <laughs> to be asking in november but we're going to ask it anyways because that's what we do uh before we get into the episode i want to tell you about my good friends over at bet online football is alive and well and bet online is your number one source for all your football betting needs and sports info this season find all the latest football odds news and game matchups including all of the matchups throughout the season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your wagering information, including live betting, free contests, and live scores. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events, including, of course, the NFL, but also the NHL. Go bet on the maybe the Bruins winning the cup and the NBA. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game stats. So, without further ado, here is my conversation. With Connor Ryan, and we're here with Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up,
1: Evan? I'm doing well. How you doing?
0: Doing great, doing great. You are back from New York. You got you had two dunks in your hand in New York. It was just you know you had cost to do 40, it.
1: Cost forty nine dollars in New York
0: City. <laughs> Tons of money. How was it? How, how was New York? I know you love New York.
1: Love New York, love going down there, checked off the list, got my Sparrow pizza, went to the M&M factory, got my <laughs> my picture on the, on the red M&M, it was hilarious, paid $59 for the picture. Oh, geez. It was a great time all in all, Evan. Like, what more do you need other than those two things? I, I was only there for two hours, just got went to the M&M factory, got my Sparrow, and I was out the door. It was great. Perfect. See
0: ya. I'm surprised you didn't put the M&M picture on Twitter for everybody to see. I mean, that's a... Good they put the a memes. lot. I
1: mean, it was. They put a lot of work into it. It was a work of art. I don't want to sully the work that lovely people at Eminem uh, did by showing it to the world. Like I think it means like a, you know maybe it's like I I add like the uh, the super followers and you have to pay like you know ten ninety nine a month and I'll show you the tw- I'll show you the picture and that's it. That's I it. think some
0: people, some people would be interested in that. Maybe it's. You know, I that's really would like... hope not. I, I <laughs> seriously,
1: I would be like, please don't. I am going to Venmo your money back. Please don't do this.
0: It's kind of like it's like it's a copyright information. The the picture of you on the M M&M. and M. You don't want to give it away for the M and M. Like it's like when people take your stories from BSJ or they take you know mine from doing a hockey journal and they post like a screenshot of it on Twitter. It's like, you know, I I like the idea, but. Uh, come on. Uh, there was a reason this you need to subscribe. But anyways, maybe that's what they do with the uh with the MM pictures. Um, but anyways, Bruins news to talk about as always. Uh little bit of the injury bug in the last week. Uh Trent Frederick went down. Derek Forbert's obviously been down. Linus Omark went down. Uh, in Friday's game on the Black Friday game against the Hurricanes. And I think every Bruins fan kind of just went, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. But things are not going horribly. Uh, Olmark's good to go. Well, he'll either, uh, you know, start Tuesday's game or back up, you know, but he's back basically for this week and for the foreseeable future. Uh, Frederick could be cleared to play tomorrow, and Derek Forbert uh, could also play. Uh, to- and by the way, tomorrow I say tomorrow, I mean Tuesday. Frederick, Frederick could play Tuesday. Forbert uh, could also play Tuesday. Um, it, how good is this for the Bruins?
1: Yeah, it's huge. I, I think when you look at just the order of importance, you know, losing Omar for even a couple of games, you could spin, not maybe not the positive, but you can, you can focus on the silver linings and, and say, okay, Jeremy Swamin really hasn't gotten into a groove. He's had a bit of a, a rough start to the year. Give him some more reps, get him up uh, and see how he can do. And you'll be fine in the meantime. Could see that. But when you factor in one uh, or maybe the the most important thing is you look at this gauntlet the Bruins are on, right? Where it's Tampa, Colorado, Vegas, and it only gets tougher from there when they hit the road. Um, It's a situation where I think you want your full complement of players out there. And I don't think you have to be a hockey savant to look at the importance of Linus Olmark and your number one goaltender and having him in place and how important that is. So huge for the Bruins in terms of having him there throughout this kind of a stretch where they're playing either cup contenders or teams that are um, right at the top of the standings right now. So not having Omar miss even a couple of games is really good news for him. Hopefully it's not anything that's bothering him or something that throws him off his game, because I think the one thing that stands about Omar is just how locked in, poised, comfortable he is. So you hope it's not something that's nagging him or bothering him or anything like that um and then even you look at Forbert and Frederick yeah these are two guys if you asked me at the start of the year if let's say they were to miss a couple of weeks you know how much that impact the team and be like they've got depth they'll they'll be fine but uh you know give credit to Frederick who I think is fitting pretty well in that third line right now whether it's with Coyle and Hall or what have you I think he's been doing a pretty solid job but I think especially Forbert, this time I'm sure we'll kind of delve into but and when you look at the number of players that have missed time for the Bruins this season, McAvoy and Marshand, Grizzly, even guys like David Krejci missed some games, Brennan Kahlo, a uh, bit surprising. That I think probably the player that they've missed the most in terms of what his role is and what the impact has been on the on-ice product, I think it's been Derek Fulbert in that yeah. multi-kill. I think it's been sizable in terms of just what he brings. And again, he's not not flashy. He doesn't have the skill set of McAvoy or Marshand or what have you. But in terms of what his set role, especially as kind of that person who I think adds that structure to the net front there on the penalty kill. Uh, You've seen this penalty kill go from the top in the league to more middle of the pack, if not maybe pedestrian, in terms of what you've seen uh, from them on these last couple of games. And I think having Fulbert out there and what he brings in terms of just that guy that kills plays, clears pucks, all those kind of little things that are part of the bigger machine of a penalty kill, it's been missed. So having him back there, I think it's going to be huge for this team.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, you look at just even the numbers. Ty Anderson tweeted this prior to the Black Friday game. You know, Ruins' penalty kill prior to Forbert's injury, 35 for 37, 94.6% kill rate, uh, best in the NHL. Uh, Since Forbert's injury, 31 for 41, 75.6%, 20th in the NHL. He matters. He matters a lot. And we knew this last year. I mean, you know, again, he was always a valued penalty killer. uh, But I mean, ever since they, you know, Chara has left, They have needed a, you know, bigger left shot defenseman to help kill penalties. And Forbert, you know, had his ups and downs last year, settled into his role by the end. And this year, early on, mattered. And he was important. And again, I mean, he's one of those guys, you know, it's funny. I remember you used to say back in the day about Zaboral that he'd be kind of like a lineman. Like you didn't want to notice him. You'd notice him when he wasn't playing well. (laughs) Forbert's kind of that similar mold where, you know, guy who is not going to stand out. He's not flashy, but... Blocks shots, kills penalties, shuts opponents down in the in, in the D zone. And when he's gone, you miss him. And you're seeing that now with Forbert uh being gone. Um and again, I mean, I think, you know, if the Bruins can get him back. And by the way, the fact that the Bruins have also sustained themselves during, you know, not having Forbert has been pretty impressive. Um, even given that, you know, on uh the Black Friday game, they their penalty kill was not uh outstanding. Uh but you know, another thing that I kind of take away from all this, this injury stuff. And I've kind of mentioned this in past episodes, but I wonder if this is kind of a cautionary tale to maybe use Olmark a little less. And I don't mean that because Olmark's bad or anything um, or, Oh, let's, let's derail his Vesna season just because, but it's more so because you have Swayman there. And we've talked about this in, you know, many times since, you know, it was Rask and Halak a couple of years ago. Uh, it's always been, give the guys rest. (laughs) There's no need to play Olmark into the ground at the start of the year. I know he's the hot hand. I know he's been outstanding. I completely get all that. He's fun to watch. He's won them games. I mean, you know, he's just been unbelievably good, but you kind of want him to be unbelievably good in April, May, and hopefully June. Maybe not now. Do you think Montgomery has to kind of ease on Olmark a little bit?
1: Yeah, I think that's something that even before Omar went down, that injury that Montgomery uh, spoke about, uh, I think it was one of last week after practice, he mentioned this was right after Swayman was activated and was ready to play. And it wasn't a situation where, all right, Swayman's back, but he's coming off injuries, had a bit of a rough start. Maybe are you guys looking at easing him into it and still giving Omar a majority of the the stats over this next two, three weeks. Uh, Montgomery Prince said no, because he's he said, look at how much Omar's played. I think he led the league in starts at that time. I, it's exactly what you said, Evan. The last thing you want to do is is have Omark be in a run here where he's on fire uh through the winter and then you get to a point in late February, early March where he runs out of gas. So you know it's something we've talked about before of in terms of the many things that can go wrong that can really kind of scuttle a, a very good team's playoff hopes. One you see mentioned quite a bit and happens quite a lot is your number one goalie running out of gas. I mean, that's kind of what, what happened to Tampa over the last couple of years before they finally kind of broke through. Had a few things go their way, but you look at a guy <laughs> like Vasilevsky who played 65 games or what have you. He'd always kind of, you know, show some cracks in the armor once he got to the playoffs. And that's not to say, oh, Mark is Vasilevsky. You know, he's kind of playing at that level right now, but still. For a guy in Olmark who I think his career high for games played is 41, which was last year. Yes. I don't think you want any situation in which uh, you get to middle of April and Olmark's playing great. Hell, maybe he like wins a Vezina, but if he wins a Vezina, but you're playing him 60 plus games as a result and he's out of, he's out of gas by the time you get to the playoffs. Is it worth it? So that's why I think, uh, you know, having Omark back in there is great, but kind of as to what Montgomery said, I think the most important thing for the Bruins is kind of getting that equal split or at least, maybe even giving swimming more reps over this short term because not only do you need to give Olmark Mark some time to rest and recuperate and not, you know, uh you know, force him into too many starts early on, but also you need to get swimming going. like last thing you want is swimming to be off and on and only playing once a week or what have you because if you can't get into a rhythm, it's hurting the whole team. It's hurting him and his development, but also the last thing you want to do is give Olmark a heavy dosage of, of reps here uh, during the regular season.
0: That is one of the worries is that the start has been so great. And, but I think there's not a focus on it, but you know, if you have to lose a game or two to get Swayman, you know, up and going, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, you have a very safe lead here. Um, Things are good. I don't think it's going to upset the mojo if you give Omar a few nights off and let Swayman go in there. And as you said, like kind of just get back into it because it's funny, Connor, like, you know, I know he was injured for quite a bit, but it hasn't been much of Swayman this year. Like, it's yeah. kind of weird. I mean, we're like, you know, this is almost two full months into the season. And I mean, I know again, he was injured for a bit of time. So it's hard to sit here and be like, oh, you know, but like, it just feels like we've seen none of him, I, I, you know, I, and that's a weird thing. It feels like it's been that Ottawa game, the game in Pittsburgh when he got hurt, and then you know, a game or two here and there, you know, since the injury. Um, so again, it's been weird because again, I think I when we were talking about our uh, our great um, you know, our our predictions, I think I ha- I said I had Swayman playing a little bit better than Omark. Now that could still happen, could still happen, but again, not. Not, not what's happened so far. Omark has proven us all wrong a little bit. But um, if if Omark wants to stay fresh throughout the season, if he wants to stay good and in good shape, he would mm-hmm. want to try our next partners over at Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I use every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted better gut health and more energy. I don't drink coffee. I don't use caffeine because I wanted healthier natural energy, and AG1 has been providing it in droves. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy or anything either. Has a mild tropical taste, tropical like that, like New York City. That they have those exactly what it is. This is, exactly City, right? is.
1: this is Caranavi K- right here. Yeah, it's this, great. Is a, this
0: is a video you took this weekend.
1: Yes, uh, but it's again, Coney it's, Island.
0: It's Coney Island, and I look forward to that kind of tropics every single morning. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG One, you're absorbing 75, yes, 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients. It supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten free. It contains less than a gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting really, really good. And this also supports better sleep quality and mental clarity. Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just a single scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. Just one scoop. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and, you guessed it, your five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit AthleticGreens.com backslash Bruins. Again, that is AthleticGreens.com backslash Bruins. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I think that's a good Christmas gift, actually. Sounds pretty good. It does. And you get the, the promo code and everything, so go there. Uh, to get some athletic greens today. Uh, So it's funny, uh, by the way, back on your season predictions. uh, How about that season prediction about you? You said the devils and the Islanders were going to be like the top teams in the Metro. And I don't know how you did it, Connor. The crystal ball was was raring with you over there. Jeez.
1: Considering how many other predictions I have that are looking absolutely dog shit right now. I will <laughs> gladly, uh, you know, gloat over that one. It's looking good of, so far.
0: Of course, that's the non Bruins one. Of Isn't course. That the yes. Of no, like, yes, <laughs> yes. The teams you don't cover. Um, but I, I didn't see that one coming. I mean, I would have expected the Devils to, uh, you know, middle to bottom of the Metro. I would expect the Islanders to be middle. Um, I'm kind of shocked what's going on over there, but hey, I mean, I don't think Bruins fans would complain if the Bruins played, you know, the Devils in the in the conference final. If they're you know, a fun team to watch, they are a fun team to watch, and Jack Hughes is absurd. Um, that goal off the helmet, I mean, he's just you know, he's good. Um, but that decor over there, I don't fully believe in quite yet so it's a
1: very weird decor that it's not like anyone is like their star player. they kind of remind me a little bit of like carolina where again like Slavin's really good and like i think brett pesci is really underrated as well but i think it's just the way they play as a collective unit that also helps them quite a bit you always see like even if it's like marino or and then these other guys siegenthaler it's like these guys are always flying up the ice so when they play the bruins it's actually gonna be just great seeing how different they are in person as a system and because Again, you kind of look at that team, talented. Could they make a, a step forward? Yes, but they're like a, a wagon right now in terms of how they're playing.
0: And what's funny is they basically brought Andrew Brunette in to potentially replace Lindy Ruff if things go like, south. No. And, and Lindy Ruff was like, "It's you know, it's like bringing in a quarterback to a, to a, yeah. to a, behind a starter and trying to motivate him." And they, I guess, they did it with Lindy Ruff and, and that team. But uh, back to the Bruins. Speaking of, well, we'll get to the big question that is in the headline of this podcast in a second. But um, Olmark with the Vesna is an interesting conversation because he has, I mean, NHL.com did a vote, I believe, among all their writers and and Hellebuck narrowly um, beat Olmark uh, in terms of the Vesna. If I, if I'm correct on that, And I think I am. Um, and Hellebuck's been outstanding to start the year. I mean, the Jets have been good and Hellebuck's been terrific, um, but it would be interesting if Ol- at the end of the year, Omar was at the very least in the conversation, because he is a, fa- I mean, he's one of the favorites now. And I don't know. A lot of people said, oh, that money's stupid. They shouldn't have signed him, you know, whatever. And crazy. It's actually kind of worked out.
1: Yeah. No, it's been, it's been great. Yeah. And I, it's something where I think he's definitely right in the, right in the mix in terms of Vesna right now. We'll see you again. We're a quarter of the way through the season, so a lot can change. But in terms of just how he's played, um, I think he's probably the biggest difference maker in terms of uh, the Bruins, oh, yeah. you know, 18 and 3 or, again, 18 and 3 or, you know, maybe they're at 11 wins or what have you. But he's been the difference maker at least early on in the year when that defense wasn't quite settled. He was the reason why you won a few of those Six five high scoring games. And then there's been a couple of games recently where when that five and five offense kind of dried up a little bit, he's been the biggest difference maker out there. So he's been right up there. Um, his numbers reflect that. Again, even though the Bruins are probably a better team all around than maybe what Hellebuck has with the Jets or Sorokin has with the Islanders, the numbers are still the numbers. So if he's got uh, a nine, 29 save percentage at the end of the year and a great record, he's going to be in that mix. But still, when you look at, like, let's say Sorokin keeps on playing the way he does, or Hellebuck, these are teams that uh, have a lot uh, less structure as a defense, have a lot less talent. Mm -hmm. You have to feel like those guys probably get favored more. But we'll see. Again, it all ends up being a situation where you get to that point of the year with the awards where it's all you reflect the baseline numbers, the situation behind the goalies. Um, But for Bruins fans, I think just having Olmark in that conversation is huge. And again, it shows... How much things can change, as you said. I think last year when they signed them, people were like, Art, you know you're you're blocking out uh, Swayman and his ability to get reps. You're spending too much money at the position, even though five million for a goalie, pretty damn good.
0: Not and, bad. Yeah, you
1: know, we've come we've come a long way from uh, the Bruins should roll out Swayman and Vladar for Ooh. this team on its last, well, you know, its last stretch of contention with Bergeron rolling out two guys who have played what like a maximum at that time of. 30 starts if that in the NHL might have even been less going back to last year. So I think the Bruins made a right call in that regard.
0: Never forget that game at the beginning of the last season when the Flames came in here and beat the Bruins with Ladar and Net. And of course, Twitter that night was just, they let the wrong guy go. This is, this was the guy. He should have been the backup. Bullmark's a waste of money. And little do you know, uh, long term. But it's kind of the right thing there. I'll give him credit. You know, that actually worked out well. And we've said that. I mean, we were, we were never, I don't think we were ever like against the Omar signing. I think we would just kind of say, hey, you know, maybe they could have got someone a little bit cheaper, but I don't think we were ever fully against it. I think we were fairly in favor of, yeah. hey, you need two legitimate goalies. Omar is a very legitimate goalie. Um, and guess what? Sometimes you need a year to adjust. Same with Foligno. Um, but let's get to the big question the big question and again we're a quarter way through the season so it's hard to sit here and uh and and dive straight into this and but it's a question that's worth asking you know beginning of the year we were asking are the bruins cup contenders right and slowly but surely they proved us yes they are very much cup contenders and now the question turns to are the bruins the cup favorites at this moment in time now uh, bet online has uh the uh the avalanche as the top odds team which makes sense (laughs) they're pretty good uh but the bruins are second vegas is third by the way how about that um do you think they're the favorites now we'll we'll, at the moment we will see because they're going to play colorado and they're going to play vegas in the next couple weeks would i i don't know if i can bring myself to be like they are the cup favorite that's very dangerous to say in end of november but i mean what do you think
1: I mean they're they're right, I think, in that we said before, I think early on in the year that we both even said that the Bruins, you know, had a chance to to win the cup, that are they the you know, clear-cut favorite, are they gonna go on this crazy run in terms of the regular season? No, we thought they were gonna be in the mix and they have the depth and the talent and the urgency and all those things that could all kind of come together and make for a really promising playoff run. But um I, I think when you look at just the overall Skill set and maybe the ceiling of teams. I still think Colorado is probably the team to beat in that regard, in terms of when oh, they're yes. playing on their game. Uh, again, you can have a very, very stout, structured, layered zone defense. You could have Olmark on his game, but the Avalanche are the number one team in terms of the the shrugs per sixty, where they'll make a play with McKinnon or Makar, and you're like, well, you can't, you can't stop that. It's like it's like guarding Steph Curry when he's hitting like threes with like you know hands in his face. You just gotta. That's all you can do, right? That is um, the same
0: thing. It's the same with McDavid. Like they're just play like you just there's nothing you can do to defend it.
1: You're you you know work hard for a goal, your fourth line catches in on a goal, and then immediately I think there was one of these games recently, I think was it against the, the Flames, I want to say, where uh, or maybe it was the Oilers where McKinnon like they gave up a goal and then immediately took the puck and went down, like dangled past two guys, scored immediately, like 13 seconds later. It's like that that team is loaded with guys that can just do that. So until you kind of uh we get to the end of, you know, February or March, and we see where these teams are with, you know, the deadline and what have you, then you probably have a better barometer of where these teams are. But when you look at right now, how they're playing, Ruins are right in that, I think, you know, maybe elite, elite tier, right? The S tier, I guess, in terms of teams that are right there, whether it's them in Colorado, Vegas, um, you look out in the East too. Like, again, Tampa's been... Pretty solid uh, to start the year, but that's still a team that until they get bounced out of the playoffs, I'm not putting anything past them in terms of their playoff pedigree, Vasilevsky, all this stuff. We're not be surprised if, once again, uh, Tampa makes some crazy trade to get some guy that we didn't expect because um, we always seem to be in the mix for that. So, But I think it's just for right now, uh, at this point of the year, end of November, the Bruins just being in that upper tier in terms of maybe like the collective top four, is impressive enough, right? Like they're right, I think, in that mix where they go on a run. I don't think at this point it wouldn't put it past anyone to be surprised if they go on a run because I think they've really established themselves right now in terms of where they are, uh, you know, in the NHL and especially in the East.
0: I'm not going to declare them the favorite. I think that's not the greatest thing to do, as I said at this time of the year, because Colorado is still extremely good at the top. But I would not. I- I'm with. I- I'm with. B- I'm with Bol on this. I think I'm putting the Bruins like second or third. Yeah. But as you said, they're in the elite, elite group. And you know what? That's a lot more than we thought. Like, that's a lot more than we ever thought they would be this year. Um, And that's more than everybody thought that they would be this year. So um, pretty good. Pretty good to be where they are right now. Before we go, before we go, this hit me as we were talking. And I realized that uh, this news came out like a week or two ago now. And we hadn't discussed it yet. And I know you're wondering what I'm talking about because you're like, "What is he? What's he getting at?" The Winter Classic jerseys. Uh, what did you think of them?
1: I think they're pretty solid. Um, I'm always a big fan of of meth beer. Like anything, the more the merrier. Um, still, I was just decidedly meh in terms of just the overall. I don't like the logo is too small. Um, like I don't think like the the stripes are that good. But I think it's a situation where. I wanna say that once they announced the the winter classic jerseys in twenty nineteen for Notre Dame, I think a lot of people were like, "That's yeah, pretty good. It's not bad. Then you see it on the ice, and I think that's what changes, it. especially if you look at these outdoor games, um, kind of the spectacle behind it. I think once you get these guys on the ice playing, I think people will be like, Oh, that's pretty sick. I saw they were they did like a photo shoot today with some of the players and they got the gold socks and all that stuff. So I think it's part of a bigger product once you have it on the ice. I think he will be fans of it.
0: So. Yeah my my first impression when the leak hit was I I just thought it was bland and meh. Yeah, um, and, I, and I like I like Meth Bear, I do, uh, but I was kind of like yeah, you know. Hmm. But then again, that's also you're seeing it like on a rack. Like, yes, you know, exactly. I like feel an like, like
1: Models. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like it looks like it's at a Marshall's, uh, you know, on the, on the rack and you're just like, oh, okay. But then I saw it in Patrice Bergeron and, and and some of the players. And I saw, as you said, the pants and the, and the, and the socks. And I said, all right, like, it's not my favorite. I don't think, but it's very good. It's, it's solid. You know, it's solid. I'd give it like a, at the current moment, I have not seen it on ice yet. I'll give it like a, you know, a 6.2, you know, it's, it's. It's just above average in my eyes. Um, yeah,
1: 6, 6.7, was, I'll say. But again, okay, on the ice, we'll
0: go. see. On the ice, again, the whole idea of having it at Fenway, like I, my personal favorite of the Winter Classic sweaters is the 2010 ones. And part of that is due to, it was at Fenway Park. It was the first one, and it was really cool. And that's why. it's Maybe it's not even so much the jerseys, but kind of the memories you have associated with mm-hmm. those jerseys. So maybe this will be a similar thing. They come out of the ice at Fenway and I go, okay, you know what? Those pop. This is a beautiful event. All that. Um, but yeah, I I was and the Penguins ones were fairly solid too. I, you know, they were they were pretty good. You know, nothing incredible. Um, I still think, and this was, I think this might be unpopular. I still think it's their fourth Winter Classic. The games at Fenway be really cool if they had like a Fenway jersey. Um, and I like the little touch on like the part this part of Look inside the, the collar yeah. inside the collar where it, it kind of has the the Fenway colors. I don't know if you do like a full green monster. Jersey, that'd be a people lot. People
1: would be so pissed. Like, they'd, <laughs> I, I would appreciate them for being very bold, but people would be livid.
0: Livid, And maybe I'm a sicko and I would enjoy that, but I don't know. I just would have enjoyed, like, a Boston-style jersey. Um, and again, they're hot.
1: Union like, Oyster House, like, over yes. here, got a little dunks right here.
0: Regina's Pizza on one yes. of the uh, shoulders, yes. yes. Uh, I-, I will say, though, I think, and this kind of hits at a bigger point, I would love for the NHL to do some form of a city Jersey in the future. I know that, you know, like the NBA does it, the MLB does it. Um, we have hockey sweaters. They're the biggest, they have the coolest designs. I don't know why teams don't, why Adidas doesn't try that. Maybe that's in the future. I don't know. Um, but a Boston Jersey would be pretty sick. Cause I love the, the reds, the Red Sox city jerseys are sick. The Celtics have some awesome city jerseys. It'd be really cool if the the Bruins did one, or if every team did one, um, it allow for some creativity. um. But yeah, overall, it's good. Didn't blow me away. Again, this is the fourth outdoor jersey. I don't think, and like, as much as I say it's meh, I don't think there was anything, unless the meth bear was bigger, I don't think yeah. there's anything that would have blown us away. You know, the, like, Bruins aren't
1: really a team that has, you know, they're not as bad as like the the Red Wings or what have you, where or it's the Canadians, like, yeah, where it's like they've only got so many options they can go with. Like, but yeah, it's not like, I think you're going to see them go completely off kilter in terms of what they're, you know, they're never going to be super Bowl, but they have four or five different avenues they can take. And, you know, they're not going to stray that far from it. It's cool when they bring back the Pooh bear or the, or meth bear stuff like that, but you're not going to see anything where you're going to be like, what the hell are they rolling out here? Right.
0: And that's a good thing because there are a lot of teams that you see with the reverse retros where you see it and you're like, "What the what the hell is that? Like, right. w- what is that jersey? Like, what was and like the like the glow in the dark jerseys for Vegas? Like, great, but like, why? I mean, is it just for warm ups? I don't know. Not to like." shit on fun but i just i don't know i don't see the, it would the not work in now.
1: boston can you imagine the reaction of oh. the bruins if like if Bay oh. or like glue in the dark people would be like we don't give a shit we <laughs> respectfully do not care
0: no disrespectfully they don't yes care. exactly uh, that would yes. not be respectful at all um but yeah i don't know i mean it's 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 uh it's always interesting with them i would love for them to at some point go back to the like the cam neely jerseys of that, yes. of that era like that would be really cool to go back to at some point um but yeah again I, I don't hate the jerseys after i saw it on patrice bergeron and the players i said okay you know what like it looks pretty good and i think on the fenway ice it'll look uh look very nice uh anyways connor what can people look forward to from you over at boston sports journal
1: yeah we're gonna continue to break down uh every single game this brewing seasons whether it's game reports columns features q a's all that good stuff every single day over at BSJ. So please subscribe over at bostonsportsjournal.com. You want to follow me on Twitter? You can at Connor Ryan underscore 93.
0: Go do all that. I'm Evan Marinovsky. You Bruins beat listeners have a great rest of your week.